I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Here we go. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki, and I'm here tonight with a special guest that's been on the podcast many a time before. I'm here with my mother, Larissa Vinge. Hi, everybody. <laughs> before we got on here, she was practicing her radio voice by saying, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> She's just making that up. <clears throat> no, I'm not. She's had a little bit of port, which I used to think that port was like a sweet little old lady wine. And I did not know that port is extremely strong until we were watching Outlander and I can't remember exactly what happens, but Claire basically gets all of the guys drunk on port and they don't realize how strong it is. But it's like, what's the alcohol percentage on port? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to look it up real quick because it's, it's a lot. Go like for it. It's kind of like Sherry in that it's a lot. Let's see. It's definitely a drink you sip. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something that you... Oh, my God. 20%. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say. Yeah. I wonder what sherry is. Hang on. I'm going to look it up. Sherry alcohol content. Wow. 16 to 18%. So you have me beat because I'm a sherry drinker. Yes. Well, what? <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> so anyway, we are here tonight to talk to you guys about a couple of different haunted theaters. Uh, so first, we're going to be discussing the haunting and the history of the Constantine Theater in Pawhuska, Oklahoma. And then we'll be telling some stories about another haunted theater in another part of the country on the subscribers only episode available through Spotify and Anchor. So if you haven't signed up for that, do it. If that's something you're interested in, it's $4.99 a month. And I'm going to be doing extra episodes each week, um, various different things. Like the last one was an Ask Me Anything uh, that I did with Whitney. And tonight it's going to be us talking about another haunted theater that we've actually been to. So anyway, without further ado, let's get started. So the Constantine Theater sits at 110 West Main Street in Pawhuska, Oklahoma. Famed for being the second oldest theater in Oklahoma, the theater was also famous for its Greek architecture. Uh, Originally, the place was built as the Pawhuska House Hotel in 1890. Charles Constantine, a Greek immigrant, purchased the building in 1910, renovated it, and turned it into the theater it's now known as. Um, According to an article from KTUL in Tulsa, dated October 31st, 2016, and written by Maureen Wirtz, uh, Garrett Hartness, president of the Constantine Arts Council Trust Authority, was interviewed. Quote, in 1905, there was a little snippet in the paper talking about a ghostly figure that was seen at night on the balcony of the Pawhuska House Hotel, said Hartness. Hartness said, says there were only there were two deaths that happened at the former Pawhuska House Hotel. In 1895, a man died of pneumonia. A decade later, a woman died of typhoid fever. So all of that is to say that um, there were reports of a ghost in the area prior to it ever being a theater. So, interesting. Very interesting. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yes. So, um, the theater was opened in 1914, and at that time, it was reported that the theater was, quote, the finest opera house in the Southwest. 
For an informal opening, the theater showed the silent film Neptune's Daughter featuring Annette Kellerman. According to Wikipedia, the ticket for the event cost 25 cents. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to even imagine something that was that's 25 cents like that. Um, as a grand opening, the theater brought in a Kansas City cast of 62 to perform The Prince of Pilsen, a play based on a Broadway musical, and it later became a silent movie as well. Um, and this detail I thought was really cool. So on opening night, women came dressed in their finest clothes. Like this was an event. This was a big deal. We're talking ball gowns. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like fancy, fancy, which I feel like it's a tragedy that we have let that die in society. Like that we don't do parties like that anymore. Like, I mean, there, there are like, if you watch Frasier, like sometimes they go to like expensive benefits and stuff like that. But like your average party is not. You you don't have events where you wear a ball gown, ball gown. very yeah. often. And you don't even have events where you wear what used to be called an after five. Right. You know, a short, yeah, a short fancier dress or right. whatever. And, you know, when I was a young woman, mm-hmm. you didn't go anywhere. You didn't go to church without dressing up. You didn't go to the movie theater without dressing up right we didn't have malls but if you went to the store you didn't go out in the kind of clothes that we wear daily today oh yeah you know jeans or shorts or anything like Mm -hmm. that that's so crazy it is it is i feel like there's a part of it i feel like that's something that it's it's sad that we don't do that we don't get as dressed up anymore i think it's kind of not as much fun but I wouldn't want to do it for the store, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would just want the parties back. Right. I just want the parties back. So basically, like, on this opening night, women came dressed in their finest clothes, and the two daughters of the owner, which their names were Antigone and Sappho Constantine, which I think are, like, the most awesome names they could have possibly had, um, they handed out carnations to guests as they entered. And the cost of admission for this opening was between two to five dollars so this was like that had to be huge at that point in time yes that was expensive yeah so lots of live acts came through the constantine theater and it was also known for hosting osage oil lease sales because that is out there in osage country and like um i actually saw it when i was with summer and we went to um Woolerock, which this is kind of an interesting tie back to that because um, the oil lease sales, men like Frank Phillips, William G. Skelly, and Ernest W. Marland would come to the theater for those events. So kind of big money stuff. Big money. Important guys. Yeah. In terms of money. In terms of money. Yeah. Um, So there was a large flood in downtown Pawhuska in 1915 and a lot of downtown was damaged or washed away. Um, The Constantine was lucky, though. It survived and went on to host multiple vaudeville acts. The theater also played host to high school graduation ceremonies and religious events. Um, And finally, in 1926, because of either failing health or a bad financial situation, Charles Constantine sold the theater to A.M. Abbott's, a man that had been the operator of a movie theater in Stillwater. Um, And... that's not confirmed that it was because of a bad financial situation. That's kind of like the rumored, um, like speculation that maybe he wasn't in failing health. Maybe it was that he needed to sell the theater and gave him a way to save face. Yeah. 
Yeah, possibly. <clears throat> um, so A.M. Abbott's ended up replacing the stage with a movie screen um, as the popularity of movies was growing at the time. He also renamed the theater the Kehika Movie Theater, and I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. But um, after A.M. Abbott's ownership, the theater changed hands a number of times and ultimately ended up being renovated and changed by owners that didn't see the value in the original architecture. What are you doing? Trying to swat a mosquito. <laughs> like, what are you doing over there? Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> You're fine. That's fine. Did you get it? Um, no. <laughs> well, it'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, It'll end up on my forehead, probably. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> yeah. So these new owners did not see the value in the original architecture, which was a lot of Greek architecture, because Charles Constantine was Greek. Um, so in 1974, the theater closed permanently and stayed that way for the next decade. In the 1980s, the property was acquired by the city of Pawhuska. And at that time, Pawhuska was in a lot of trouble. Like there were a lot of economic misfortunes that had befallen the town and people were kind of watching it deteriorate right before their very eyes. Like it was just falling apart. Buildings were crumbling. Some of them were beyond repair. Very sad, depressing state. Yes, at that time. Yes, yeah, it was a, it was not, not a, not good things were happening, or no good things were happening, whatever, however you want to phrase that. Um, they needed some good luck, basically. Um, and uh, according to Wikipedia, one person put it this way: "quote The only thing prospering then was the grass growing through the cracks in the sidewalk." nice (laughs) yeah that's very very dramatic i like that um but that all changed in 1984 though a group of five citizens decided enough was enough and they wanted to do what they could to restore uh the town so those citizens became the pawhuska downtown revitalization preservation associate and it included bill and carla mckenzie uh jim keffer mike pratt and janet holcomb at the time though they neither had the money to tear down the Constantine nor to restore it. Um, so they were basically like, we want to do something about it, but we don't know where to start. And so where they started was they decided we're going to see how many of these buildings in downtown that we can get registered as historic places. So that was their first like step of action. And um, ultimately 88 buildings in Pawhuska were registered and the Constantine theater became the 89th. And I believe that's how many buildings in Pawhuska are registered as historic places. Yes, and I think it was, I think they tried for a total of 101. Or, Did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the but 89 was the as many as they got. 89 what they got. Okay. So. That was a really good effort. Yeah. That, like, they're kind of heroes. That's pretty, pretty cool. Um, and it wasn't an easy task though, to get the Constantine to be, uh, accepted. So to do that, that team had to, they had to take out the outdoor ticket booths that had been added and they had to take down the outdoor marquee to like, I guess, cause I guess when you register a place as historical, uh, significance, uh, it has to be like it was. Yes. It can't yeah. have modern, um, revisions additions whatever um yeah so it wasn't an easy task um and it was at that point like after they did that and they got the place registered as a historic location and they received a tax exempt status um according to wikipedia that was when doors began to open for them 
like after they got the tax exempt status and they got the uh, registry of historic places, all of that. So in, in the following years, there was renewed interest in restoring the Constantine Theater and it ultimately fell to a group of volunteers and the high school carpentry class to get the job done. So in January of 1987, restoration officially began. Um, according to the Wikipedia page, there was an article at the time in the Tulsa World that stated, theater believed haunted, townspeople say spirit galvanizing efforts to revive business. So um, that, that, that was included in the Wikipedia article. And the Wikipedia article is kind of funny because you can tell that whoever wrote it is not like, not writing it exactly like the way that other Wikipedia articles are written because there's some editorializing, which I thought was really funny, but also I enjoyed. Um, but cause they said, uh, the only spirit in town was the spirit of the people wanting to like <laughs> revitalize the place. I thought that was cute. But, um, anyway, so the ghostly figure was said to walk backstage at the Constantine theater, not unlike the earlier 1905 reports of hauntings in the, in the building. So it was believed that this ghostly figure was Sappho Constantine Brown, Charles Constantine's daughter. Sappho was said to be a master of tarot cards and palm readings, which I loved that detail. Like, that is super spooky. Um, and she even dropped in on one of the members of the Pawhuska Downtown Revitalization and Preservation Associate, Janet Holcomb. So um, according to the Wikipedia article, quote, I was working in the stairs on the foyer one night by myself, and I heard what sounded like someone walking on the stage with a hard-soled shoe, said Holcomb. And nothing was there. Janet Holcomb could be found at all times of day stripping wallpaper, cleaning, removing false walls, all alone. She said, quote, I've heard footsteps, but I think it's a friendly ghost. In addition, there was a recurring mysterious light in Mr. Constantine's office. Sounds spooky to me. It does, yeah. Um, and... I wish, like, I, I wish while I had been in Pawhuska, I had gotten a chance to go there. Um, in August of 1987, the carpentry class started in on the renovation. So money was raised in under three weeks, $20,000 for construction materials. Like, this was basically a passion project for the people of the town. It's a really uplifting story because... They got such support. Yes. So many people got behind the effort. And it it makes you feel good that they were able to turn things around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is an uplifting story. I, I agree with all of that. Um, and so they raised the money, the $20,000. Exactly one year later, in August of 1988, the building was declared structurally sound by a Tulsa engineering company. Um, so... The students from the carpentry class were there every day working. From the outside, it was hard to tell what was going on, but the students were removing waist-deep water from the auditorium along with floating debris and muck. According to Wikipedia, quote, rainwater had leaked through the roof and the pump had been out of order for years. Prisoners on loan from Connors Correctional Center in Hominy worked side-by-side -side with the students, draining water from the auditorium and clearing away fallen plaster and scraps of wood. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Imagining the students. <laughs> the convicts. And the the uh, incarcerated. <laughs> yeah, working side by side to get this done. Yeah. Everybody gets a little bit of credit. Um, there's a quote from the carpentry teacher that I found funny. And he said, he like, while they were doing this, all this renovation effort, he said one of the things that they did was scrape 75 years worth of bubble gum off the floor. 
Yes. Which makes me wonder, like, when was bubblegum invented? Because if that's crazy to think if people were doing that way back when it opened. <laughs> but um, so more money was needed and they ended up selling seats from the theater. So some in the front row went for like $1,000 a piece and some in the back row went for like $25 a piece. Um, but, and they had raised about $70,000, but an Oklahoma city architectural firm estimated that $370,000 in total would be needed to restore the theater to its former glory. Um, and like the rest of this story where people are coming together to do this, donors started showing up immediately and throughout the Midwest, not just Oklahoma, people were donating things like, uh, some people donated fans, some people donated buckets of paint. Like, people were donating little by little here and there to get this done. Um, and as for the restoration, Wikipedia states, Currently, the volunteer board of seven members has devoted much of its time to uncovering and preserving the Constantine's Greek detail. Preformed terracotta segments adorn the theater's proscenium with intertwining rope and oak leaves and rosette rosettes which are actually light sockets two missing segments in the proscenium were cast by a local dentist an original pressed tin ceiling of 12 inch square raised panels was restored and painted brick red one of three colors in the theater's original color scheme the theater's hues brick red camel and blue were found in ceramic tiles in the foyer and have been spread throughout along with gold to highlight the proscenium's detail the exterior of the Constantine Theater boasts a new detailed masks of comedy and tragedy handcrafted by Greg Spencer, the high school carpentry instructor. The interior is highlighted by a detailed proscenium with balconies on each side. And for those of you who, like me, are wondering what a proscenium is, it's basically the arch that frames the stage. So okay. I was wondering that the whole time I was yes. doing that research on that part. I was like, what the hell is a proscenium? Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I have no theater experience whatsoever. Um, so now what y'all came for the haunting also you can hear Penny in the background crying uh, she is currently separated from her friends because if they're all together they will play loudly and be very very distracting <laughs> so according to the an, an article from KTUL by Maureen Wirtz uh, quote you just feel it and you can feel it in this place said Vanessa Ro- Roos with the Constantine Arts Council, Council Trust Authority Roos recalls sighs she overheard, she heard over a microphone, even though it was off. Exhales, but louder, said Serena Jeffers, describing an experience she had on stage. Quote, so then I turned the microphone off. It was by my side, but then I heard it again. I said, that wasn't me. Sounds of locked doors being opened have echoed through the empty theater. Quote, three times like that, and all the same sound, and all like the front door. That was what was really strange to me, said Garrett Hartness president of the Constantine Arts Council Trust Authority. Three people heard a child in the room, even though they were the only ones there. Three of us heard what sounded like a child's voice, said Lori O'Driscoll. Creepy. Yes, it takes on a creepy element. Yeah, there's something about like whenever a little kid ghost is involved that I'm just like, eh. I think it's because I've watched so many movies where it's like, if it's a little kid ghost, it's actually a demon, like, trying to use the little kid as, like, a shield so that it can, like, do its demonic thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. But... Do its demonic thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there was one which reminds me of, like, something you said before we got started, which was one of the articles, I think, wrongly stated that Enrico Caruso haunted the theater, which I think was, like, a conflation with the Brady Theater because he was said to haunt the Brady Theater, but mom was like, or maybe he's just a really busy ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
he could get around. You know, and I and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking it was Oklahoma. It wasn't that far for him to zip over. (laughs) Exactly, and like, and it was kind of in the same time period. Like, yes. So maybe he, maybe he just goes from theater to theater, like haunting them as he goes. And he supposedly was really ticked off at Oklahoma. Yeah, didn't he got sick here? Right, he got sick here, and that was the beginning of his health falling apart. Yeah, and he blamed Oklahoma. Damn. He was caught in a rainstorm. Yeah. So, according to a Travel OK article, the ghost in the Constantine Theater is believed to be Sappho Constantine Brown, and she's often seen on the balcony. She wears a button-down dress, and she's reported to be a beautiful young woman. An article from Great Plains Travel states, quote, the ghost of a beautiful young woman in a button-down dress roams around the stage and seats of the theater. Some argue she's Sappho Constantine Brown. According to an article written by Thomas Berger shared on Ghost Theory, quote, people have reported hearing the sound of opening and closing doors, footsteps going up and down the stairs, and once reported was a mist scene drifting in the crawl tunnel underneath the theater stage. Spooky. Yeah, okay, the mist is something, but the the, the tunnel under the stage. <laughs> it's creepy it's all by creepy. itself. <laughs> on its own. On its own. That's creepy on its own. Yeah. Like anytime anything is mentioned about a crawl space or a tunnel, I'm just like... <laughs> It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. I'm. I'm very oh. good pun. Good pun. Yeah, I, good yeah. pun. What can um, I say? Very punny. <laughs> yeah. oh. What did that guy say in that movie we watched the other night? He said, "Oh, you need to be sent to the penitentiary." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, it was so stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> so, um, some investigations have turned up recordings of footsteps, a gunshot followed by a gasp. And labored breathing. Um, there are stories online of people hearing what sounds like a barroom brawl in the theater, as well as the sounds of breaking glass. Um, go ahead. Did you see the account that supposedly one night during a play, a ghost was seen on stage? No, I didn't see that. You know, not enough. You know, it's one of those things you want all the details. There weren't of a whole course, lot. There weren't. A lot of details. But they but, thought a ghost was seen on stage one night? Yeah, I mean, we're talking when the theater is going, you know, when the play is going on, mm-hmm. it's not, it wasn't after hours. That's spooky as hell. Yeah. That's spooky as hell. So I'm guessing that probably more than one person saw it. I mean, yeah. under the I would guess circumstances, so. you'd think. Yeah. Um Paranormal teams have investigated the building, and you can look it up and find some recordings of both audio and video that were captured by various teams. If you if you're into that and you want to go like explore on the internet and see what all there is, because there's a lot out there. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I was just wondering if my favorite ghost hunter had been there. Your favorite Zach Bagans. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> she is a big Zach Bagans fan. It cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. I think that Zach Bagans, like, his whole thing is, like, he's very overdramatic, but I, honest to God, feel like he is being genuine. I think so. I think he's he's somebody who... He grew up thinking these things, and and now it's like it's turned into 
some unbelievable gift for him. Right. It's like this cool ass career that he's got for himself. I'm swatting at the mosquito now myself. So I thought you were waving at yeah. me. <laughs> but yeah, so I used to be like a Zach Beggins hater. Like I was like, I was like, oh, he's so dramatic and blah, 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 blah. But the more I watched him and listened to him, I really do think that he is a genuine, like, that he genuine believe, genuinely believes in this stuff. I think that he has a good heart when it comes to this stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So. He's extremely enthu- dramatic. Enthusiastic. Or you could call it extremely enthusiastic. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit dramatic from time to time, so I don't really have any room to talk. <laughs> I think that was her confirming that. Um Yes, well. So, yeah. Well, that's all about all I've got for you guys about the Constantine Theater. This has been kind of a short episode, but there wasn't a whole terrible, there wasn't a whole lot out there about it. Just remember, if you go to the theater, keep your eyes open for any kind of spooky stuff on the stage. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and if you want to hear more haunted theater stories, be sure to check out the option to subscribe on Anchor or Spotify. Um, I am also going to be adding it back to Patreon soon. Um, Mom and I will be discussing a haunted opera house that we visited uh, years ago. Um, also, thank you to everyone who's been buying books. You guys have no idea how much that means to me. If you haven't checked out the Blair Graves series, go do it now. They're available for $2.99 on Amazon and a little bit more for a paperback copy. Um, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Irioki and go check out the Facebook group Iriokis. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug your social media accounts? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks for the opportunity. You are so welcome. That's all. Thanks I'm... for having me on. on <laughs> Thank your you show. for being here. You, uh, you have been a delight and I'm excited to talk, uh, more haunted opera houses with you here in just a second. Sounds like fun. So that's all I've got. Y'all stay spooky.